Let me take her to one wrestling show. <laughs> one like, wrestling show. I just want to chant. So and now she has to start that chanting. Sucks. That sucks. No. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's because, man. Face palm. Like, we're, we're um, recording this on a, on a Monday. When we should be at the gym. Yeah, you know why? Because we got sick. You know, I'm not even that sick. Like, I'm a little sick. You're more sick than I am. <laughs> I sacrifice my sickness to be here and do the podcast. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Yep, nah, nah, put nah, the nah. blame on me. Nah, 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 it's okay. We both got sick. From what? Allergies, I guess. Allergies. Yes. <laughs> thinking, thinking that we're still 20 and we don't need to cover up when it's cold outside. Man. This is because I get all confused. Sometimes I leave and it's hot, and then I leave with a big old jacket and I mess up. And sometimes I don't leave with the jacket and it's cold. Yep. That's my problem. Anyway, whatever. So, <laughs> we just don't gotta talk about that anymore. I was just asking you and talking about how we can talk about talking. <laughs> talk about talking? Yeah. Cool. No, no, no. I mean, okay. So, I was, I was thinking about. Recently, and how the students' reactions to things, their emotions, just the way that they are, right? There's a lot of misconception that people don't understand, or you don't understand people sometimes, right? Because you're the coach, and then I see that you you understand a lot of people, but then you're also able to read them. Yeah. And you're good at making those observations, connecting the dots. And recognizing when someone, let's say, when someone at the gym is off, or when someone is acting, you know, egotistical, someone that's, yeah, you can pinpoint when someone's acting different, which is something that we don't have. Like, you have the ability to call out a lot of things from different people with different personalities. Yeah. So I think it will be nice to hear how you do that. What, what helps you understand people? I think. And then it's just, just throw it out there. <laughs> I think what helps me understand people is just the the experience that I've lived. I've I've been obviously dealing with people my entire life, um, but in the realm of kind of like combat sports, I've been around that for. 16 years. I just celebrated my anniversary of my first wrestling practice on Sunday. Hmm. Sunday, November 6, 2006 oh, really? was my first first day of uh of wrestling practice. Yeah, yesterday. Mhm. Wow. And even from my first day, I remember seeing a di- a lot of different type of people. You know, um it took me obviously a while to see who the quote-unquote good wrestlers were. Mm-hmm. And then those of us that had never wrestled before you can see them very quickly. Yeah. You know, but I even remember on my first day, one of the, I think he was a senior and I was a freshman. Um, but he was, he was the captain of the wrestling team. And during the warmups, we had to do um, double leg shots. I had never done that before. So this guy slowed down his warm up to try to teach me how to do a double leg. And one of the coaches told him, just let him, just let him do it. We'll, we'll teach him in a little bit. 
you know he got upset he's like i'm just trying to teach this kid how to do a double leg and they're telling me to not do that and you know so and i remember that because i was like wow he really wanted to help me with that double leg you know but then there were other people within the freshman year that had wrestled in grammar school and stuff and they had experience and they were good wrestlers Mm -hmm. and some of them didn't want to help and some of them didn't even talk to those of us that never wrestled before you know so that's when I first got to start seeing a little bit of the ego Mm. and just that different experiences will will kind of lead to that you know we had the wrestlers that were already wrestling for years that didn't want to help people and then they had those that did want to help people you know so getting to see that and getting to kind of just see the mannerisms of the two types of people Mm-hmm. Um, I started registering kind of the differences in all of that, and then obviously when I got to victory and I started MMA, it was it was the same thing. Where you started seeing the the friendships and people wanting to help, yeah, or more of the ego part that that you kind of used that upon yourself, no? Because there was some at some point in your life where you had a lot of ego. Yeah, when when I started MMA, there was there was a bit of an ego to me, um, and I I shouldn't have had it, you know, but I I thought the the two seasons that I wrestled and then the the year and a half that I had done MMA somewhere else that I thought I came into victory, and you know when I when I started at Victory, I, I recognized that that gym was a lot better than where I was, mm-hmm. so you know I kind of threw away. Maybe didn't throw away completely, but I just, I allowed victory to show me their system, their way of doing things. Mm -hmm. I I, I try to put everything that I learned the prior year and a half to the side to just do the way that victory was telling me to do things. Do you think with that, this is where it sometimes prevents people from learning? Maybe or maybe developing their skills in MMA like it prevents them whenever they try to bring in their style as opposed to being open to learn the new art I do think there's elements to that um, I at Victory I used a lot of my wrestling because my striking wasn't there and there was a certain point in my life where when I started I was like alright I just need my wrestling and my wrestling will get me through you know, so everything else with the the striking and stuff, I practiced it, but I didn't practice it enough. You know, and I, I wasn't. Did you think your sport was better at the time? Um. Like, why did you choose I, to I've, just wrestle as opposed to trying to learn? Because it was the easy way to do things. Oh, you know, it, it was a lot easier to just wrestle than to put myself through that discomfort of learning how to strike. Mm. You know, but uh. Yeah, it definitely gets in the way uh, of growth. Um, I think understanding what your style is and and listening to the right people will help you get past that. Because I think if you completely shut off your mind into, okay, this is how... Because that's what I learned. You know, wrestling, pure wrestling, teaches you how to do a double leg a certain way. That doesn't translate necessarily in MMA because we're not, we don't have to worry about getting kicked. 
punched, submitted in wrestling. Right. We have those worries in MMA. And I used to get kicked in the face a lot because of the way that I, I shot him for the double legs. Of course. You know, so if I would have just said, all right, this is how I learned it in wrestling. So this is how I'm going to keep doing it. I would still be getting kicked in the face every time I go for a double leg. You know, so I had to understand that as much as I love wrestling, Mm -hmm. I had to adapt it to the new sport that I was in. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that with people that come in with boxing backgrounds, um, jujitsu backgrounds, Muay Thai backgrounds. It's like if you're going to do MMA, you need to adapt that style to MMA. Mm -hmm. Because pure Muay Thai is not going to work in MMA. Pure jujitsu is not going to work in MMA. You know, so you have to be able to adapt and you have to be able to allow yourself to put that ego to the side and say, all right, I know I learned it this way from great coaches, but now I'm in a different sport now. Are you, have you ever experienced, well, this is more the example, I guess, right? Experience just instead of, let's see, how would you put it in your mind to adapt? You just... Because there's a lot of us that, for example, that you had your wrestling, you just wanted to do wrestling. But like, how did the, how did you transition that in your mind, where you you know you had to adapt to like striking and kickboxing? Some people just have that style. Well, it's very hard for them to adapt. You know what I mean? When I fought and fought a better wrestler than me, oh, and because if if I would have had better striking, oh, I probably would have beaten him. Yeah. 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 You know, so that's really when I lost that fight. That was really when I started. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. And then when I went into to fight again, I knew that my striking had to improve for that one. And that's when when Mark came in. Mark and Mac took over, and they really Mark is the one that's really started pushing me. Shaped you. And yeah, to to start striking more. And you obviously needed that push. And I think some of us are so hard to just get through because we're so good. Like, we're so used to our own habits. Yeah. And then we don't want to push ourselves beyond what we think we know. You know? Did you ever have a point in your life that you're like, eh, I'm okay. Like, I, I should kind of learn. Or were you always the type of person that you're like, okay, I want to get better? Did you ever feel like you were, you okay, I know it, I don't need to learn it? Um, or, or when did that change where you're like, you know what, I need to learn this, I'm, I gotta get better at this? Like I said, with, with the second fight, um, I definitely knew I had to, to improve on my striking. Um, and that was also around the time that I got my black belt. Mm-hmm. So I think that also pushed me to to want to get better at everything. You know, it was like if if victory is going to promote me to black belt, I need to be able to represent their their system well. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and victory always pushed a well-rounded base. So, I had to have that. I wanted that. Mm-hmm. You know, and going through all the the frustrations of getting beat up because, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I'm naturally a counter-striker. Yeah. And in order to get good at counter-striking, I have to get punched in the face a lot. 
<laughs> Especially with my style of, you know, the, the open hands, the wide hands, the low hands to drop people in. It, it, there's there's a big learning curve in getting in getting your timing down with things like that you know so there are a lot of days where I was getting punched in the face a lot it was real frustrating you know but not letting that frustration dictate my decision to keep training or to keep training because at any given point I could like all right fuck it I'm going back to to wrestling yeah you know and I'm just gonna start takedowns again. You know, because there was a time where, and this is where I started learning balance, that I got so focused on getting better at striking that I started losing my timing with grappling. Mm. You know, so then it was a matter of finding that balance to to do both. Mm. You know, so back when when I was training more full-time before I became a full-time instructor and coach, we would spar twice a week. There was two sparring days a week. So there was one day where I picked on, or I picked that day to work on the things that I wasn't good at. And then the second day where I was going to work on the things that I was good at, mm. you know, so I kind of split it up to try to find that balance. And which of those two did you feel like you learned the most? Uh, the, the day that I worked on the things that I'm not so good at. Because it, it, it's not just getting beat up, it's trying to figure out what's not working you know so it's talking to your training partners it's talking to your coaches it's like and and just being real you know it's like if you're getting punched constantly on the right side of your face it's like okay where's my right hand Mm -hmm. you know and it's not getting mad at the person like why are you getting punched yeah so I, I just had a question with that it's like that's where the saying, okay, you learn from your failures more than your strengths. Yeah. Why is it that? Why do you think that some people just choose to be so comfortable? They're like, well, I'd just rather go with people that are maybe they, they're they just newer. And maybe I'm just going to work on my strengths and just kind of move around. Because it's, it's easier. Yeah. It's easier to go with someone that's new and to convince yourself that you're good enough where you are now do you think that's because of lack of confidence or you think that's just more okay you put in your ego because you're just so used to it from my experience is a little bit of both i i think there's people that have big egos will tend to do that kind of stuff mm. um obviously i had fears and nerves about sparring people that were better than me. Yeah. But I still did it. That was because of the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I went through days and and I think we talked about it when we were talking about my first fight in the training camp that I had for that one mm-hmm. where they're putting me against these experienced fighters and I'm just getting my ass kicked and they're not willing to help me, you know? Yeah. Um and some of them had egos to the point where if I hit them, they would get upset. And there was one one round in particular that it, it stands out, and I wish I, I would have <laughs> recorded it even through the computer because it was recorded and I got to watch it. Mm. But he was one of the other fighters, and he hit me really hard at, right at the beginning of the round. He My head snapped back. I, I retreated against the cage. I have no idea. Oh, wow. That's how hard he hit you. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely a right hand, mm. but I don't remember 
what it was. Um, But he sent me back against the fence, and then I just, that's when the fighter kicked in in me, and I kind of blacked out for a little bit, and I woke up back to it, like, at the end of the round on top of him with ground and pound, you know? And then I was so confused because that had never happened to me before, where, like, I completely have a mental blank of what happened but I ended up on top and I see all this blood on the floor and I realize that it's blood coming from my nose so when the round's over I told him I was like shit I'm bleeding and he got up he's like yeah that happens from time to time and he walked out What a you know so he came in thinking that I was you know knew whatever the case is he was going to prove his point that he, you know, because we we fought, he fought at one twenty five as well, mm-hmm. you know. So I think he was going to prove his point that that was his division and stuff. But then he got upset when I held my so own. Angry, and I think that's again. Sometimes I I think that's when some people are just so used to going with people that maybe don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and they're so used to feeding their ego that when someone does come in and show them a challenge. They're either intimidated by it and they, they don't want to take it. Yeah. They don't accept it. And that's like, that hinders your growth. And I, I don't think I ever sparred with him again. I don't, you didn't? Of course no. you did um, But I, I've seen that. Yeah. You know? So you can relate to that. You, you definitely can. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those things that I'm like, actually, how is it that you're able to recognize it? It's because you went through it. Yeah. Even on the, like, the sparring on, the, on Friday, it's like, there's been many times that we're very emotional and then but you can pinpoint when someone's off right away and you're like okay this is what we gotta work on like this past friday you did say that you saw some of us really emotional and then right away you switched up your training yeah because you noticed that if we were to pull on spark we were not going to help each other out because of how emotional we got and i think that's just always a, a good reminder to just be smart with your training, especially when you're emotional. I've I've dealt with like the anger stuff. I've de- like to say that I I ever got discouraged in training. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've gotten to that extreme because I I knew from the very start that this is something that I wanted to do. So you're like, no matter what, I'm still gonna keep. Doing yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but that's not to say that every day was a good day. You know, there was a lot of days that I didn't want to show up. I didn't want to go, push myself to go. People made me angry for a variety of different reasons. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like I, I've gotten more angry as a coach than <laughs> than when I was training, you know. And it's, oh my goodness. I think because when I was training, if if someone upset me, I was like, all right, I'm going to show them. Mm. You know, but now that I'm more on the coaching side and and running the business I can't do that as much anymore you know so it almost it frustrates me a little bit more you have to control yourself yeah you know because when I was just one of the students one of the other students and stuff it was like someone made me angry all right I can get back yeah I can show them you know but as a coach it's like it, it doesn't have the same effect all the time because it's like oh well you're the coach you know, and then you start getting the reputation that the coach just beats up the new new people. Yeah. And sometimes it's the new people that need it, but mm. they need it from from another source. Mm. Because Have you ever witnessed 
not not just you, but like in general, like the coach going through that process when someone gets their coach super frustrated or something. Uh, well, there was there was a guy at Victory that got kicked out of like two different locations. Um, two different locations. Jeez, yeah, he he got kicked out of Forest Park and in our location because he was just he was too rough. Um, he was too rough. He didn't care about anything, and he didn't listen. You know, so um, I think he get, got kicked out of our location first. Anthony got really pissed at him one day, yeah. and told him you're you're out of here. And then he went to Forest Park, and then the same thing happened over there. And mm-hmm. and, and Danny told him you're out of here. Oh my god! You know, so um. I've seen it. I've seen that from coaches, you know, and I I never understood it until I got there. You know, I haven't kicked anybody out. I've come very close to kicking some people out. Would you share stories? Without mentioning names, there's an instance earlier this year. Mm -hmm. um, A gentleman comes in, signs up. Uh, obviously, he starts off in the basic class. On day two, he he tells me that he doesn't need the basic class, and basic class is, is slowing him down. Yeah. So I was like, all right, why do you think that? He's like, well, I've done wrestling for four years. I was in the Army. I did Muay Thai for two years and this and that, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, so what's a Kimura? And something told me that this guy was bullshitting me. So I asked him what a Kimura was. He's like, well, I would have to see what you guys refer to it as. Right. I was like, a Kimura is a Kimura, no matter where you go. <laughs> He's like, well, I would, I, I, I have to do it. Of course. And I was like, okay, but do it. <laughs> this is, this is kind of the point that I'm making, that if you don't know what it is, you can't tell me in words what it is, yeah. then you don't know it. And he argued with me on, on it forever. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. I was like, do the advanced class then, the next time you come in. And he did the advanced class, and Mr. Four Years of Wrestling couldn't sprawl on his partner when we were doing sprawls. Oh, my goodness. They're like, you know what a sprawl is for wrestling. Yep. Everybody knows what a sprawl is. Yep. At this point. yep. You know, and then he decided to stick around for sparring, and he started going hard on Leo, and Leo gave it back. You know, and it, it just kept escalating. And I told him, and I went off on the guy. I told him, I was like, you're done. You're not ready to spar. You don't know how to spar. This and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, because he's, he, he was a big dude, you know. He had good 60 pounds on Leo, yeah. you know. And he's just cocking his hands all the way back and swinging for the fences. And I was like, that's not, that's not what we're about. You know, you don't know the techniques. You don't know these things. You're not ready to spar. Yep. And we got into this huge argument, you know, and I, I, I got to kind of see where he was at and he, he's in a highly emotional person because he's like, you kept telling me I didn't know how to fight. I was like, I didn't say that. I didn't question your ability to fight. Maybe you can knock people out, but that's not what we're about here. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, you, 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 and he kept arguing with me that I told him that he didn't know how to fight. I told him he didn't know how to spar and those are two different things. Yeah. And anybody that's been training for as long as he said he was, know would know that. Especially would know for the a difference. Big guy his size. Exactly. It's like going against a light guy. Come on. Exactly. 
you know so it's we 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 had our we had our disagreements like you know Carla was in the office and then one of the guys that he had brought in was also in the office and we kind of both Carla and and the other guy was like you guys are are very similar and that's why this is happening is because of how similar you guys are you guys have strong personalities you know and and what they told me is that I have a strong voice so that carries so it sounded like I was yelling at him which I I was Mm -hmm. you know um, but he also knew what he was doing. Yeah. But at the time, they was sparring. You know, so... Because I think even you told him to calm down, and he gave you a real nasty look, too. Yeah, I was like, dude, because, you know, you put me in charge just to just, like, watch over the guys, because I know how crazy they're getting, and yeah. then sometimes they bump into the wall and break the wall. Yep. So then I'm out here just, you know, watching... And then I did tell him that because I was like, hey, like I hear the punches all the way from the other side. Like it's cool that you want to, you know, snap your punches, but you're going hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we had to talk. We, you know, we actually hugged it out by the end of it, which was a miracle. <laughs> but then I think he came in one more time and then I never saw him again. Uh, you know, but it was. It, it was something where it was like, all right, this is this is the kind of stuff that I'm I'm gonna be getting into, and and as a coach and a business owner, I, I've seen a lot of those things, yeah. you know, and I remember when I started of wanting to fight soon, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember every time I deal with ego like that I, I always go back yeah I always go back to that first phone call when Anthony called me to join Victory mm-hmm. where I told him I don't care about belt systems I don't care about making friends I just want to fight Yeah. you know and I remember thinking that that's what it was and then looking back at it now and now I get phone calls like that I was like man I was like this <laughs> wow. and there were times where I also went hard in sparring because of Whatever reason, frustration, ego, whatever. So I've I've been through all that. Is there any of this, like situations that have maybe stood out to you now while being being a business owner with the business mindset? Because I know you go through frustrations with MMA and the sparring, but like, in other words, do you have any of this in correlation with your business mindset? Like where you get the frustrations and stuff like that, or is this just more of your mindset that okay, you you're gonna go through the aches and pains. You, you know what I mean? Cause no. I'm, I'm thinking about your resilience right now with with how like you you said you didn't get discouraged. Yeah. Right. Because. Well, I I've been discouraged on the business side of things. So how is it that you can do that with MMA but not with your business? And that's something that I'm actively working on to do that because it's it's I, I always associated myself so much more as being one of the students an being an athlete and and the whole business side of things is still relatively new to me and it's not something that I had foreseen happening this soon mm-hmm. and this early in my life okay. you know so it was something that was n- new and it's the pressure that I put on myself because 
I essentially chose this. You know, I could have very easily let the gym just fall out with with victory and then found a new gym to train at to continue to pursue my my fighting career. But I chose to take it and run it Mm -hmm. so that all the other students had a place to train. You know, so dealing with the business side of things has been very different and at times very discouraging because it's almost like I know the type of training that I like Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's difficult because of all the different types of personalities and not everyone's going to have the same things that I wanted I wanted to fight you know Mm -hmm. so that's why I appreciated the training that I had Mm -hmm. you know because I was training with other people that wanted to fight too Mm -hmm. you know so now not everybody that's in the gym wants to fight and that's fine you know, but it almost becomes this having to read everybody to kind of see what kind of training they're going to respond to, you know, and through the pandemic and all that stuff, it was very easy to get discouraged. And it was something that I had never experienced before, you know, um, do you think that if your dad wasn't in your life with of how he is you think you would have taken on that responsibility as a business owner I don't think I'd be able to to do it as smoothly as I feel like I'm doing it now Mm -hmm. you know because um, at the beginning when when everything happened with Victory he was the one that was actually pushing me to just start something on my own and start something fresh without Anthony Um, and I told my dad I was like I, I still need Anthony. I don't, I don't think I can do this on my own. And there was a little bit of foreshadowing because a year later I'm separating from Anthony and now I'm doing it on my own. And look at the things that you tell us as students, tell me and Carla, it's like focus on your, your shit, you know? Essentially yeah. you tell us to not rely on people. Yeah, things. you know, and, and, yeah. and on the business side of things, it's the same thing, you know, because... There was a bit of ego, you know, because my, my dad has his business and he would tell me stuff and I tell him, I was like, it's a little bit different with what I do and this and that. You know, the times are changing because back then it was location, location, location. Mm. But now it's like social media, social media, social media, you know, so there, there's a learning curve. But I have the same lawyer that my dad has, that he's had for years. And I have the same accountant that my dad has had for years you know so I've surrounded myself with people that have done this a lot longer than me and it's having to put my egos and some of my feelings aside and when my accountant tells me something and he he has a strong personality too my my accountant you know he'll tell you when when you fuck up you know and and he shows his frustration too because he's just giving him his numbers and he'll just sit there he's like this doesn't add up I was like what do you mean he's like the numbers do not add up and that's not good. Uh, and then I'm, I'm scrambling. He's like, what didn't you tell me? Uh-oh. I was like, I told you everything they have here. He's like, well, you're missing something. Ooh. You know, so <laughs> my dad and I joke every every tax season. We get real nervous to go see him, <laughs> you know, because he's going to tell us what we did right and what we did wrong and how much money we owe to, to fix it, you know. But it's putting your trust in people that have had that experience you know and take away Zach and and Edder 
everybody else that goes to the gym have just seen me as an instructor. You know, Edder and Zach were both at my fight, you know, and they went through those battles with me, you know, so they've seen me in that, yeah, at that level of things. You know, everybody else just sees me as a coach, sees me as, you know, understanding these techniques, but it it wasn't always like that, Mm. you know. And that's where we don't realize, right? Because we've never seen it. Mm-hmm. So it's like we didn't see you at your lowest, right? Yeah. Not your lowest, but like your starting point. Yeah. That now it's like, oh, you just meet this new individual who's as mature as you are that, you know, runs the business and stuff. But then you didn't see how everything started and yeah. how it started. Because not everyone, you didn't, you, you were not like this a few years ago. mm I don't even think I was like this at the start of the pandemic or right when we came back from the pandemic. Wow. You know, so what was your wake up call? When, what do you think helped you or what pushed you? In the business what? sense or yeah, what in sense? In the business sense or personal sense because you just said that you're not the same. Um, I, I think it was that day where I told you and Carla that I didn't want to reopen the gym. You know, and just when those words came out of my mouth and me feeling how serious I was about that. Mm -hmm. And then I don't want to say that you guys didn't let me do that. You didn't let me close the gym because you guys didn't tell me anything. You you just told me, you know, you're there's a lot going on. You have a lot on your plate right now. Just, you know, try to relax and make a decision when you're more relaxed. You know, and obviously the gym is still open and stuff, you know, but I, I think feeling that seriousness and that fear of of losing, essentially, I gave up a fighting career for this, you know, and to just, because of something that was out of my control, let that get to me and, and close it down, it's just, I never wanted to feel that again, you know, so from that point on and once we came back and all these people are coming in and you know we bounced back relatively quickly and in a big way you know and and that was oh again bringing my my accountant back into it he was he was highly impressed with what we were able to do coming back from the pandemic he's like these numbers do not reflect a pandemic year (laughs) you know and especially in the industry that i'm in he's like it's it's like impossible to yeah. to to really believe. Yeah. Considering a lot of gyms closed, a lot yep. of businesses closed. Yeah. Businesses that have been open way before your business, mm-hmm. but you managed to stay, and it's because I genuinely think it's because you believe in it. You believe in what you do. You genuinely believe it. And that's ultimately what pushes me. And you know, like even today, like being sick and not being able to go to the gym is like oh. I know I said that I needed you know more days off and and stuff because I, I my body's feeling it more I'm burning out more but it's still it's still a big big thing for me because I do believe in what I do um, I know the way that I do things and it's with everything that had to do with the business I want to grow things organically I want to be as real as possible you know, with the marketing, I, I don't believe in, in paying for ads. Like, I want people to f- find us because they're interested in us, you know. And 
some I, I could go about it and just teach a bunch of like everything that I know, but I don't teach everything that I know. I teach the things that I think are going to be most beneficial for the students. Yeah. You know, and and I say it all the time. It was like I know it sucks when they ask what if, but I can't answer every what if that they have because mm. it's not to their benefit. Right. And that was something that I think frustrates a lot of people when I say it in the gym. Um, some people don't see things like that and they just want to know everything and that's kind of the egos that we were talking about earlier that they just want to know everything but you can't know everything and that's the the side of me that I'm trying to put with the business more because I've always told people I'm never going to be done learning martial arts I'm always going to be learning something new and that's what I love about it so much is that I'm never going to be perfect as much as I would want to be perfect and have all these skill sets, I'm not going to get there the way that I have it in my head. But it keeps me working and pushing towards that. And now I just got to apply that with the business as well. You know, my business may never be perfect, but that's okay. And I think, have you ever stopped to consider that sometimes it's because, okay, it's like it falls on you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because, the, I mean, the business is yours. Yeah. If, if you, essentially, if you don't succeed, the business doesn't succeed, right? You know, so that's also what pushes me to keep training on the days that I'm tired, keep training on the days that I'm sore, is because, yeah, you know, I have plenty of help at the gym where a few years ago, if I got sick, I'd probably drag myself to the gym and, and teach class sick right, because right. I had no choice. You know, but now I have more choices. Now I feel more comfortable leaving people with the gym. And, you know, I used to freak out about canceling a class. But, you know, by the time everyone's listening to this, I haven't fully decided. And I got to decide that soon about the Tuesday morning class with how I'm feeling. Um, but I feel better doing that if needed. Obviously not getting comfortable with it and doing it on a regular basis. But understanding that I am human, mm-hmm. understanding that my students hopefully know that I am human, and hopefully this was the idea of starting the podcast, where I get frustrated, I get sick, I get hurt, I get sore. All these things happen to me too. Mm-hmm. You know, and with some of the students that are going through college and stuff, yeah. I did all that. You know, I went to... I woke up in the morning, took the train to go to school, took the train to go to work, and then I drove back to the gym Mm -hmm. to teach my classes, and then I had to come back and do homework and study. And do the same, you know, I've done all of that. You know, so it, it might be annoying when people come up to me with their frustrations and stuff, and I tell them, it was like, well... You can do it if you put your mind to it. You know, people hate that because it sounds like such a cop-out answer. But that's that's, really that's what I did. Yeah. You know, I had to do those things. Yeah. And no one was forcing me to do them, but I felt like I had to do them because I set certain goals for myself. That's where, that's where it always starts, where you start building your life now, right? Yeah. And looking ahead, like into your future. Like, what do you want to do now that's going to help you five years from now, ten years from now? Because that's what you did. Yeah. Maybe at the moment, you were not getting the results right away. But look at 
seven years later now you own the place yeah even though that wasn't the goal at the end but you started something you started a foundation yeah and i think a lot of us just so focused in the moment that we forget to build a foundation for the future that's something that i've noticed in the long-term planning isn't necessarily a, a strong suit with a lot of people these days mm-hmm. you know they, they're looking for that immediate comfort they're looking for the immediate results and knowledge when life doesn't work that way the sustainable stuff doesn't work that way yeah start now or later yeah how did you where did you learn that how did you know that was part of your growth um I don't know I think that because I was a slow learner for a lot of things I wasn't the best scholar academically (laughs) Um, it took me five and a half years to finish college Um, you know so I I kind of always felt that you know and and then with my fitness journey of of being 105 pounds in high school to now you know 155 157 all of that took time that took a lot of years uh, of work because again I wanted to do things organically I didn't. it took me years to even start taking protein supplements and that's the only supplement that I take I don't take pre-workouts I don't take creatine I don't take any of that stuff I just take protein you know so it's been years for me to to put the weight that I wanted to put on you know so I understood that things like that took time and if I would have taken steroids I might have been able to bulk up a lot faster but but there's a lot of side effects that aren't sustainable like that. Yeah. And you want to live long. You know, so I took the the long route to get there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you can see that for yourself and learn as mm-hmm. you go and not allow like outside factors, you know, dictate everything. You just go with whatever you feel like it's going to work for you. Yeah. You know, with the help of, of your support system, you know, so... That's what helps everybody. Yeah. Well, do you have any advice for people? I mean, because we talked a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Just from people that some words of... I think out of of all of this, from what we talked about, the biggest thing is like, just be, be real with yourself. Be honest with your goals. And when you're honest with your goals, the emotions are easier to control. I think, yeah. you know, because frustration can come when you're trying to force yourself to do something yeah. as opposed to just letting things flow, yeah. you know. So just be honest with yourself 100% of the time and understanding. And part of that being real and honest with yourself is knowing that not every day is going to be a good day, yeah. you know, but that doesn't mean you should stop. Not every training session is going to feel like you learn something. Sometimes you're going to feel like, you're back in day one you know but if you're going over a new concept in the sport like if you've never experienced dirty boxing and now we're learning dirty boxing it is like day one you know because every month we sh- we go over something a little bit different so it is going to be something new you know just because you went through the basic class doesn't mean you know everything you have a foundation to start off from that's why we put people in the basic class 
but everything else that comes after that yeah it's gonna feel like you're doing something for the first time you know and just if you know that you want to get better at these things then just trust the process in it Thank you. Thanks to Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you have any questions with any of that, um, let us know. Follow us on our social media pages. I'm on at Taz MMA underscore fitness and all major um, social media platforms. Nene's on Instagram at Nene underscore MMA underscore CMM. And then subscribe to her YouTube and Patreon at Nene MMA. And that'll do it for us this week. Thank you guys again for listening. And then uh, we will see you back next week.